Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 teaches us how important it is to live in community as Christians. In this four-week series, the care pastors from Brookwood Church are going to be discussing what it means to live in healthy, caring communities. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. We're glad that you are uh, joining us again as we continue on our series of uh, what makes up a caring community. And I'm here with uh, Associate Care Pastors Josh Masters. Here I am. And Associate Care Pastor Doug Wildman. Howdy. So uh, you can tell that Doug is uh, acclimated well to the South. (laughs) Saying howdy now instead of the first person from Saskatchewan to say howdy. I know. I just. (laughs) They probably wouldn't even know what that word meant. Um, So much for uh, trying to go under the radar there. No, not today. (sighs) So, uh, so we're in week three of um, you know what we think a caring community uh, should entail, and uh, just to recap quickly, the the first two weeks, one uh, was to encourage one another to pursue a relationship with Jesus. And, um, you know, a question you could ask yourself is, how am I encouraging others and how am I being encouraged to pursue a relationship with Jesus? And then last week we talked about a caring community is inspired by God's word and by God's spirit. And so the question you could ask yourself is, is what fruit is in my life that shows that I am inspired by God's word and spirit? So today... Uh, we're going to talk about acting to meet needs. And so the question to ask yourself is, you know, how am I meeting the needs uh, of those around me? What we want to articulate is, is the value in meeting needs around the world, uh, around our nation, uh, around our community. In fact, we're, we're called uh, to evangelize the world. So um, that is a that is a definite need, and and we uh, are in favor of that. But what we're going to focus on more today is how are you um, meeting the needs of those that are in what I like to call your sphere of influence, or those that are in your community, those that are in your small group, uh, those that are in your church, those that you are having personal contact with, uh, or you know maybe again somebody is. Um, you know, visiting the church or visiting your group, and you become aware uh, of a need. Um, you know, I would say that the first piece of this is to just be aware. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and our awareness grows um, when we are paying attention to those around us. You know, when we're not self-absorbed with our own problems and our own, uh, you know, issues. And again, if if you look at at a caring community. If you are pursuing a relationship with Christ and you're being inspired by his word and by his spirit, then the desire or the hope would be is that you would be somewhat more outwardly focused. Right. Because if you're experiencing that relationship, then you'll want to share that with others, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, well, I'm going to keep it hidden and, you know, I'm not going to share anything. I mean, you know, like when good things happen in your life, you want to share that news with other people. Right. And so it makes it uh, easier to be outgoing. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people put the pressure on themselves to somehow convert people to become a Christian when in reality the Bible says you're supposed to share 
you know, be ready to share mm-hmm. basically your testimony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that lacking. I see that lacking in people. And so therefore people aren't aware that people have needs. Right. So let's say that we're moving in a direction where uh, we're in healthy communities. Um, you know, uh, we're actually having some of our own needs met. Mm-hmm. And so now we look and say, okay, how do I, you know, how do I meet the needs of other people? And I want to say that the benefit of that is you're going to get changed. Mm-hmm. And that person that you're helping is going to be changed. Yeah. You know? And it's perpetual, I think. The mm-hmm. more you are changed and see the needs and respond to the needs of others, yeah. the more you will be likely to see that. Mm-hmm. So the more you experience God's compassion in your own life, the more compassionate you're going to become to other people in, in seeing their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in the book of James, it actually says that faith without works yep. is dead. Yep. Um, it's not enough to have um, all the right thoughts about things, although it is important to have the right thoughts. I think it's you know also super important to then translate that into action mm-hmm. as well. And and I think what you're saying kind of segues to the, the part that you were going to address, which was yeah. you know talking about meditating on yeah on God's word. Yep. and previous experiences and how that helps us be aware of the needs that are around us. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to read a, a pretty, uh, I don't know, commonly read passage from the book of Joshua. I was just reading this the other day, and I'm going to nerd out on you guys today. Mm-hmm. I hope you're okay with that. Awesome. Um, so be strong and courageous. This is taken from Joshua chapter 1, um, starting in verse 6. It says, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people and possess all the land that I swore to their ancestors that I would give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Um, Be careful to obey all of the instructions that Moses gave to you. Mm -hmm. Do not deviate from them, turning either from the right or to the left. Um, Then you will be successful in everything that you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Um, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay, so the, the nerding out part... If you are familiar at all with the with the Hebrew way of reading some the structure of uh, the Old Testament, the main point in that whole section may sound like it's you know hey be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. Actually, the main point is about meditating, meditating on God's word, mm. and you know you might ask yourself, well, okay, why why would we mm-hmm. meditate? On God's word. The passage tells us pretty clearly the reason is so that we would be successful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that success would ultimately lead um, to us having courage and strength, um, having confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, think back at the time when this was written, and these were people who were, um, they, they were going into a land that was full of giants. 
They were going into a, a land with, you know, vast and powerful armies and walled cities and bodies of water that were blocking their way. So in a way, logically, it didn't make sense for them to just say, hey, yeah, let's just, you know, trust. Mm-hmm. Um, what they were doing was what they were, they were being encouraged to do was to meditate on God's word day and night. Let it be in you. Mm-hmm. Recite it. Um, speak it out. Um, let it mull over in your mind day and night. And that's the thing that will give you the courage um, ultimately to to face some of these really, really um, big challenges in life. Um, we meditate on Scripture not because of obligation um, or because we're just trying to, you know, feel good. Um, it's not just the um, acquiring of information. Um, it is reciting and meditating for the purpose of being successful mm-hmm. in what we do. Um, so um, I remember my dad, my dad was an atheist. Some of you guys have heard this story before, but my dad used to always catch me in the act of reading the Bible. And he would always ask the same question, aren't you done with that book yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I hope that I can say um, that I'm never going to finish this mm-hmm. book until I'm actually standing in the presence of the Word of God himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is because when I am meditating on God's Word, God is actually using that meditation to actually speak to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's some things I'd like to kind of bring up with you guys. first thing that we need to do is we need to ask God what He wants to communicate to us. Um, that's what I would suggest you doing first and foremost. Ask God what he wants to communicate to you. Second thing is ask God how he wants you to respond. Mm -hmm. Remember, James, faith without works is dead. And then the third thing is include others on that whole decision-making process, especially when it's not an obvious thing. Um, go to other people because, you know, the book of Proverbs, um, chapter 11, verse 4, um, says that where there is no counsel, the people fail. Mm. Um, so all of this stuff is, is super important if we're, if we're talking about um, knowing how to best help other people. As we're talking about living in community with mm-hmm. one another, we need each other to be able to, to understand what it is that God is saying and how to best um, help other people. So recap that, like if you could, if you could press it down. Yeah. Why, why would meditating on God's word help me meet the need of somebody that's, or act on the meeting of, of needs? I'm glad you asked that question because really what it comes down to, I think what we do a lot of the time when we're reading scripture um, we are, we're just taking in information or we're doing it out mm-hmm. of duty. Mm-hmm. But what I have found is as I'm, I'm actually taking a, a piece of scripture, it doesn't even have to be something that's particularly long. Mm-hmm. I can even meditate on some of the things that I've been learning um, just through my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than um, just thinking about it or, or um, gathering of information, as I'm regurgitating and meditating on on these on these passages of scripture i believe that god speaks to us mm-hmm. in in a in real time um not like i said not just for some sort of concept that's out there 
He wants to actually talk to you about what you're going through today. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I'm talking with people, um, you know, in my office there, in a counseling situation, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes I will find that God will take something with the passage of Scripture that I have been mm-hmm. meditating on, and it will be kind of like, oh, okay, now I'm getting it. Now I'm understanding why it was that I was studying this. And so um, it does help to inform, um, you know, as I'm asking God, well, God, what, how do you want me to respond to this? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes he will say, you know, this is, this is an opportunity. I think mm-hmm. that was a word that we had talked about mm-hmm. the other day as we were preparing. Yep. God provides opportunity for us to, uh, to hear his voice and, and to then put it into action. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I oftentimes find that God says, I want to. I want to see if you if you're getting what I was, what I was communicating to you, mm. and um, so I don't always respond to the same situations in the same way, right? Because well, God is teaching me through the meditating on His Word um, on how I should respond. That's good. Um, yeah. So, and I think what you're saying, you know, kind of helps with not. Um, jumping in to meet the needs of someone to make just for yourself or yeah. make yourself yep. feel better, which I think, Josh, you're going to talk a little bit about how codependency can create some problems in trying to meet the needs of other people. Right, because it is easy to say, let's meet the needs. And Scripture tells us to do that, that right. give a glass of water. You know, if you see someone who needs a coat and you just say, hey, I hope you have a great day and don't give them yeah. a coat, yeah. it's, you know, what good is that? So we are called to meet the needs. But the caution, I think, is the fact that what a need is, is often tainted by our perception of the situation and the perception of the situation who is asking for help or maybe is not asking for mm-hmm. help. Right. Mm -hmm. So to go back to what Doug was saying briefly, if we are not inspired by God's word Mm -hmm. and not inspired by the spirit, we will often make bad or unhealthy choices when we are trying to meet the needs of of those that we're trying Mm. to serve. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the actual need that God is asking me to fulfill? Mm -hmm. Right. What is the need God is prompting me? to do, because we have to be careful that we don't fall into the trap of codependency mm-hmm. in our giving and in our service, because that doesn't serve God, it doesn't serve the person, and it doesn't serve us. So the difference between codependency and care is motive. Make mm-hmm. sure that you get that. The difference between codependency and care is motive. So what is the motive for codependency? It is for your own need. Are you meeting the need inspired by the Holy Spirit, or are you meeting your own need to be needed, Mm. right? Codependency is about control and your own Mm self-importance. So I I wanted to read this verse, Galatians 1.10. This sort of sums up the codependency problem. Galatians 1.10 from the NLT. And this is a question that Paul is asking himself. For am I now seeking the approval of man or God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm. So if you are serving yourself or you're trying to get the approval of man when you're taking an action, even if it's a good action, you are not serving Christ and you're not being spirit-led. So 
this idea of meeting the needs of others is only possible if you have sort of gone down the road of the first two points that we made in a caring mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. which is encouraging one another to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ and to be inspired by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. If you're not walking down those paths, then we're going to make selfish choices even as we are meeting the needs of others. I loved what you said, Gene, when we were meeting uh, earlier to talk about this podcast. You said, am I being spiritually motivated or am I being emotionally triggered? Mm. And that is such a powerful statement because if we're Mm -hmm. acting out of being emotionally triggered, we're not truly serving Christ. Mm -hmm. We're looking for our own earthly reward. Mm. So in each action that I take, am I honoring God or am I honoring myself? Am I worshiping Christ or am I worshiping my own need to be needed? Mm. Um, the, the verse that we had associated with this, which was the Hebrews 13, 16, I'll just repeat it really quick, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. In that verse, your actions are a sacrifice to mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So are you truly focused on God as you're doing it? Mm-hmm. Or are you truly focused on yourself? And we can trick ourselves. That's the thing about codependency. Mm-hmm. We can uh, yes. convince ourselves that we're doing things for the right reason when we're not. Yeah. A lot of people think uh, Celebrate Recovery is for drugs and alcohol, but most of the people there are overcoming issues with codependency. Mm-hmm. And they'll often tag it as something else. They'll tag it as anger or mm-hmm. control issues. But but really, when you dig down, it comes down to codependency. Um, so are you meeting a real need? This is one question you can ask yourself. Are you meeting a real need or are you offering a stumbling block to the person? Mm-hmm. Because if you're offering a stumbling block, then it's not really about them, right? Because sometimes what someone is asking is not really the best thing for them. Right. Right? Um, so don't be a fixer, be a follower. Mm-hmm. I think is the is the key thing that I would say there. And and I think you had said earlier, Gene, it's best done in relationship. Yes. Right? That's when you know uh, because it's not just a need being asked for, you know the person. So they might need something different. A lot of times we think meeting needs, that means a coat or money. Yeah. Right. But it can be an emotional need. It can mm-hmm. be a mm-hmm. spiritual need. Mm-hmm. Many times we have people come into care ministries who are asking for a physical, tangible need to be met. Mm-hmm. But what they really need is a spiritual right. component that right. we need to look at. When you do that in relationship, you can have better discernment about what is truly needed, especially if you're walking with the Spirit. Jesus offered compassion and he offered truth when he met people's needs. But he never took ownership of other people's choices. Mm-hmm. So you need to be careful about That's that really good. as you yeah, move forward. That is good. So I think in closing, I just wanted to say that as after we met about this, I, I felt like God was putting a prayer on my heart that sort of summarizes everything that we said. And it, maybe it's a, a prayer that would be helpful to us and to the people who are listening. It's a very simple prayer, but it would go like this. Lord, give me the eyes to see the opportunities that you are giving me, Mm -hmm. the desire to meet the needs that I see, and the faith to leave the results in your hands. Mm -hmm. And I think if we have that focus where we're leaving the outcome to God, we're asking him to show us opportunities and then giving us the strength, the courage, and the desire to actually meet the need once we see it, 
I think that that will help put us on the path to that caring community that we're looking for. Yeah, I agree. So if you have thoughts about that, we would love to hear from you or you want to talk about how you can get involved or get more information about what it means to meet the needs of others. We have notes on the back of a bookmark that sort of summarize everything in these four podcasts that we're doing. You can come by our care office and pick them up, or we would love to talk to you. There's going to be a phone number at the end of this podcast. So we want to thank you for listening. Next week, we'll talk about the final component that we think is necessary for a caring community, but we're going to close today in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for the opportunity to be here. We thank you for the opportunity to meet needs. Um, Lord, sometimes that feels overwhelming to us. Sometimes it feels like we don't know what we should do and what we shouldn't do. But I pray, Lord, that you would draw us closer to you in such a way that we are in relationship with you so that we have a sense of what you would want in any given circumstance, that we can hear your voice when we're not sure what we want, and that you will point out to us the right people to get wise counsel from when we don't know which direction to go. Lord, help us to have the same compassion that you have for other people. Help us to meet needs the way that you met needs, and help us to be a reflection of your kingdom in the way we serve others. We give you praise in the name of Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement for you as you grow in your prayer life, or if you would just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355, or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org forward slash care.